Welcome to the Self-Love Revolution, an inclusive well-being series in which experts, influencers, and professionals share their approaches to wellness and mental health. From self-care rituals to setting healthy boundaries to the practices that keep us going. Our Rooted Queen Forever Self-Love Revolution podcast will consist of bi-weekly stories told by real people in the midst of transforming their lives through small daily intentions. Whether it's making a huge change for the 20th time or choosing to believe in ourselves for the first, our intentions make all the difference. Welcome, my queens and kings. My name is Nichelle Mosley. And I'm Natasha. And I am honored for you to join me for the Self-Love Revolution podcast, a podcast dedicated to you. Hi, everyone. My name is Nichelle Mosley. This is the Rooted Queen Forever podcast. And this episode is going to be more of a get to know you. We're going to talk about who we are and how we met. So I'm looking forward to having this conversation with my best friend. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Natasha. (laughs) Hi, I'm Natasha and I'm really happy to be here. We're going to chat about how we met and how we became friends because we've been friends for a while. How many years has it been? I mean, over 20 years. No, I think it's been exactly 20 years. Is it exactly? Yeah. I either met you in 2001 or 2002, but in 2002, we were for sure hanging out. Yeah, no, I was in college in like 1999. So like I took a year off, you know, to do the France stuff. That was super fun. But after that, like we were able to like, you know, do our college days together and do some dancing and even didn't you go and do like, weren't you in a a dance company? We both got a chance to do that. So that's like something that I think is really unique and special. I do remember that it was 2002 because we had the spring dance concert Mm -hmm. and that was my first time doing choreography. Didn't you do choreography too? No, that's, that was never really my thing. That wasn't a strong suit. I would say I, I'm more of a an executor. Yeah. Like you, there you execute, go. you execute the vision. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Yeah. An ensemble uh, type person. <laughs> yeah. You are a beautiful dancer, but I know that when I first, well, you, we had class together. We had a class together and I knew who you were, but I hadn't talked to you. And I think we were in the locker room just kind of getting dressed again after our dance class. And I think I had like four dance classes and one math class. So I was dancing for like eight hours a day. And Same then here. Yeah. And then my that's like the the most fun I ever had when we were really fit, right? <laughs> right. Those were the days. <laughs> but I saw you having a conversation with another friend. I think it was Regan in the locker room. And I was just very drawn to the both of you and your interaction. I was mostly drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And I just had this, I don't know if this has ever happened to you before. And I've had this happen with another friend when I was younger too, but I recognized the same sensation where I was just like, it was like this knowing that like you need to be friends with that girl for whatever reason, like 
I just knew that that was something that I needed to do. And so I don't even know if I started talking to you or how we actually started hanging out, but I just, that was like, the, I remember, I remember you how, do. Yes. Tell, tell me, fill in the, fill in the gaps. So what I recall is there was a, another person that you were much closer to and she was, you know, someone that you consider like a really, really close friend. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she was just not very nice and kind of like talking crap behind your back. And I really did not like that. And you know, I'm very protective. So yes, I'm a very loyal person. And to see people, you know, like go through, out of their way to degrade someone or try to, you know, be nice in their face and then, you know, be like, a jerk behind their back. That's just one thing that really gets under my skin. I just remember telling you about that situation, naming who she was. I won't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about, but yes. yeah, we won't. <laughs> and I was like, look, she does not mean you any good. You know, she's kind of going behind your back and saying like a totally different thing. And I really like you. And I don't think that that's really fair that she would do that. So, oh my I- gosh, can you tell me what she was saying behind my back? Because I don't remember I, I mean I don't just... I don't remember now either you know like it was a long oh. time ago but I I do remember that I was like hell no no you did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's what like started our fast friendship and I mean it's just kind of been happily ever after <laughs> I know yeah it's been a while and we had our moment where we sort of got disconnected but right we found our, we found each other again. And yeah, that was actually through the joys of Facebook when that first was like what brought us together again, which is so funny and weird to say out loud because there, I think there was a period of time of at least what, two to three years where we kind of just, like you said, disconnected, didn't really talk for a while. And, you know, from there, I feel like we were able to then have more conflict resolution We've had like a stronger relationship since then. Would you agree? I would agree. I mean, I also think that we were really young when we met and we were still trying to figure out how to be in relationship with other people. I mean, we were still navigating dating, you know, the opposite sex and we were still trying to figure out how to have like a, a, like a deep relationship with each other, how to deal with conflict. I think you and I were both people who, generally we're optimistic and and we like to be happy and experience the joys of life. So if one of us was experiencing like a dark moment and the other one was available to be there, we would lift each other up. But I think if you and I had a disagreement or a conflict of some sort, we didn't really know how to communicate. And I think when we reconnected, we had both grown, we had both seen a lot of things in life and you know, we'd had a couple relationships that had taught us how to communicate better with other people. And I, so I think when we like refound each other, we were just more mature and wiser. I would totally agree with that. Just, you know, having perspective on, you know, things that really matter, things that are more important, like you said, time, the age of, you know, being more mature, having more of a perspective of what to expect out of a friendship, which, you know, I will always say that I felt like in some way we always, you know, generally wanted the best for each other. 
And we never parted in a way where, you know, we could never have like, you know, beyond speaking terms again. It was never anything like that deep. (laughs) So that's the reason why, you know, I think that when we did have the time and the perspective, we were able to reconnect. So that was a blessing. I, I will consider that something that, you know, was a blessing for us to be able to have because, you know, there's not a lot of people that I would say who know me on a level that you do, you know, especially in our days where we were dancing for eight to 10 hours a day and doing Pilates in those days, even. (laughs) That was just, that was so much fun. I wish it could be like that forever. Me too. (laughs) I mean, I, it was just such a time in my life too, where I really needed to hone in on my identity and who I wanted to show up like in the world. So it gave me like a safe haven and a place to grow and be nourished and, you know, be expressive. I've always been really into like the acting thing. You know, I really enjoy doing that, but it's more so like stage work and, you know, doing stuff that has to do with Broadway or those types of acting jobs. So, you know, I always anticipated being able to do dance at a really high level. And, you know, I wanted to go to Juilliard. I had all these big dreams about, you know, how we were going to, you know, be in the Tony Awards and all these other things, right? Because, I mean, we were like so committed. (laughs) I mean, it was, we were at that age where, you know, for us, everything was possible. I mean, I don't know that every early 20 year old thinks that everything is possible for them, but they definitely don't. If you talk to like a 20 year old today, they definitely don't feel like they don't have any options. You know, they feel like they're invincible. And I think that we felt like we had all the time in the world to do whatever we wanted. And at our core, you and I are people who believe very strongly that we have some sort of not control over our future, but that we can create whatever we want. And I think you and I are also both people that have had the experience of of having a dream of wanting something and, and that coming true. So we've had that experience of, of the miracle of like manifesting something. And so we know, Hey, this is possible for us. Absolutely. I feel like you are co-creators of what you want to see in your life and what you focus on really grows, you know? So if you have the ability to tap into something, that's a passion, something that you really can give your all to, it's a gift. It's really a gift and you shouldn't squander it. You should try your best to hold on to that. And there's not a lot of people, I was having this conversation with Michael the other day, there's not a lot of people who actually go out and seek out things that that bring them joy and do it consistently. So, you know, just being someone who isn't afraid to show that, to, you know, really kind of model those things. I think it's really important because people just don't do that for themselves anymore. I don't know if it has to do with, you know, the judgment or wanting something that could potentially fail. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many, you know, different factors, but I I want us to be able to kind of flesh it out, talk about it and really just kind of navigate how we've been able to, you know, make that happen and continue to still have that optimism, even through the things that we both have encountered in our lives, you know? Absolutely. I totally agree. And that's one of the things that I was thinking about right now is just because we've had that experience where we've been able to make, 
you know, our dreams come true, so to speak. It doesn't mean that it's always that way. You're still going to get tested. And, you know, there's times where things don't happen the way we want them to. And it's about figuring out how to pick yourself up and kind of rekindle that relationship with your hope and your dreams and keep moving forward. I think this is a great start, you know, just kind of giving a little bit of background on how we met and how focused and passionate we were at one time with like a very, like a passion that was really kind of aligned. And that's what really strengthened our friendship. Stay rooted. Stay grounded. And always always come come home home to yourself. yourself.